and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Bonus content, which is me trying to fill in the blanks of my life. Joined again by Julia Greenhalf. Hello, one half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and joined by Matthew LeBlanc. Yes. No, that's me. Uh, I gave up behind. on the old uh, friends thing and yeah. uh, made a made a move down here. Yeah. Mm. The a- crazy you put on the accent yeah. for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm Method. Um, uh, me and old mate from Elvis movie, we do the same style. Yeah. Producer Matt uh, joining us. Uh, Jules, do you remember, this is a podcast from maybe a couple weeks ago, but I came onto the pod and I was singing a song and I couldn't quite think of what the song was. Still can't. Can you sing it for me now? Well, I can see it for you and also see it for Mac. So hopefully we've got double the brains. Maybe we can get there. Now, this is, <laughs> this is uh, generous. Yeah. yeah. This is not going to be in tune oh, or possibly the correct lyrics. Uh-huh. So what we're really, and I, but I will say, I think maybe loosely R&B. Okay. Other than that, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> Great. All right. So I came on the podcast and I vaguely remember going like, ooh, there, back again. <laughs> Straining there? Um, well, immediately but, I know what that. That sounds like um, an R and B Fridays classic. Yeah. Yes. Tag team. Is it tag team? Tag right. Well, team. You, you guys chat amongst yourselves. What? Who's who sings Ooh, tag team? There, um, back again. Tag. I think that might be them. I think Pepper? the band is tag team. Have oh. you tried googling the few lyrics that you managed to get out? Uh, no, but the lyric no. isn't ooh there. It's tag team back again. Oh, some, some, something, something you've, else. You've gone creative with the lyrics, right? Interesting. <laughs> Just quickly YouTubing tag team back. Is it whoop? There it is. Whoop. Oh, it might whoop. well be that. There yeah. it is. Oh. That's a, a different classic. song, isn't it? I think it may be the same. Uh-huh. Well, here we go. Yeah. He's bringing, bringing this on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Here we go. And my man the, mu- the music video for this is insane, by the way. <laughs> Here we go. Tag team back again. Oh, that's it. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump. Oh, thanks, DC. Thanks, MR, Matt Reynolds, and G JG. I didn't. I didn't do anything, but sure, I'll take it. Wow, yeah, you're on. You're 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 a facilitator of helping me with that information. I'm just along for the ride. We are back for another podcast. Now we've got the business out of the way. We can get stuck into the. The chunky end. The party. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the mullet of the, of the, the podcast. chunky party end. Oh. That was a good show. For a Monday, we had uh, a lot of fun. For a Monday? Okay. What does that Different mean? Different standards. Oh, yeah, exactly what it means. Backhand and compound. <laughs> um, Matt, I do have a bone to pick f- with you. Oh, boning. Oh. A summary. <laughs> a boning, a post-podcast, a post-show boning. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Matt summarizes what we talk about on the show as like a, hey, everyone, this is what we talk to the rest of the team, to yeah, the rest of the company. Yeah, let everyone know yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what we're chatting about. Because yes. they should listen to all three hours, but <laughs> we understand sometimes they can't. So I'm talking about long voicemails. Mm-hmm. And I said the world's longest voicemail. And then you put an asterisk when you typed up that in an email. I did. Why'd you put an asterisk there, Matt? Uh, because I feel like technically it isn't the world's longest email uh, voicemail. How do you know? Have you listened to all voicemails I ever? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. First, no, but I understand what Matt's done there is he's covered himself legally. Yeah. Because he's, he's not certain. And we will take your voicemail to Guinness World Records. That's right. And we will okay. get it verified. But until then, Matt's looking after the company. Matt's also yes. both the producer and the legal team here. Yes, because I like a bit of hyperbole. I like to come out with a big headline that might be, you know, not factual. It was quite long. We're not going to discredit the fact that it was quite long. Mm. Yeah, but World's Longest feels like, um, I mean, there's movies and songs that are still mm. going, but like, like I don't ongoingly know long. What limit is there for voicemails? I've never thought about it because I've never th- like thought of someone leaving a voicemail that long. Does, and again, we might not know the answer to this. Yes. And we might never. So F me, I suppose. <laughs> but with voicemails, does it work that 
each individual voicemail has like a maximum record length. So <sighs> yeah, there are some where it's like you have 10 seconds and it'll be converted to yeah. text and that freaks me out. Hypothetically, <laughs> you could have a 10 minute voicemail or does it work where it's like your voicemail box has a total of 60 minutes. Mm. And so the first person could be one minute, but the second voicemail could be 59. Right. Well, Jules, why don't you give out your mobile number and we'll find out. Hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That sounds like the olden times of a total amount of voicemail sounds very much like it's going you back to the old um, voice machines. What are them things with the tapes? A voicemail uh, machine. Voice, voice, voicemail? Was there, was there a, no, there's another name for them though, isn't it? Answering machine. Answering, Answering yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. So I think because the tape or the data was limited on those, you would have a limited period of time. I think my voice is still on my family's voicemail machine. Wow. Answering they still machine. have an answering machine. Yes. They've still got a landline. Hi there. It's the, you've got the green halves. Mm, my balls had a drop by then. <laughs> I don't <One> know. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I couldn't have done a deep voice without offending you. <laughs> G'day, guys. It's Julia Greenhalf. <laughs> You've called the Greenhalfs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically it. Uh, Matt, we're here to get your opinion on everything else. The correlation between two stories. What English soccer team Manchester United has in common with a very popular sex act. Yeah, What's... interesting. I'm glad we did that one early. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I've been accused by our boss of going ways. blue too early. <laughs> But I think that really important. That one was for the sports crowd, not the blue crowd. Ah, uh-huh. you think the sports, the athletes you are just up early. stumbling upon these stories. So, you know, mm. it's not your fault. You're just the victim here. I am the facilitator of news. Exactly. The facilitator <laughs> of filth. I'm a smart peddler. <laughs> <laughs> good. Actually, good to have you again on the top of the pod because last week on mm. Friday after the show, we were asking, yes. we're just talking about lollipop ladies. We were talking about how there's a, we believe there to be a hierarchy and Jules yes. trotted out the uh, awful opinion. Okay. That the, the lollipop lady was the top dog on the work site. They it's are just... the facilitator of traffic. It's oh. very important. Everything will crumble without them. <laughs> well, do they facilitate traffic or they direct traffic? Because f- facilitate feels like they're attracting the traffic. <laughs> well, sometimes you're like, what's going on down there? Need to have a look. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... you've, you've convinced me now. Is your boyfriend secretly a, a lollipop man? Like, why, no, what is, why are you he trying to appeal be, to them? They get paid well. <laughs> yeah, stuff is teaching nonsense. Yeah, he needs to get exactly. in where the real money is. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, we also talk about life hack for getting service at a restaurant. Thoughts? Actually, yeah, clever. I have done that one. You've got a... Oh, look, I'll let people hear it. But uh, it's a clever one. Mm-hmm. I think it's smart and a good way to get away from your dad while he's embarrassing you at the table. <laughs> Always dads, and honestly. Jules bought, oh, again, another quote-unquote life hack. Mm, it's a good one. <laughs> it enables laziness. Oh, consider me the cleanest bedded man of all. Aside from the fact that I probably haven't washed my sheets in at least a month and a bit. <laughs> but aside from that, it's so clean according to your hack. Mm, great. So you, d- you don't do what Jules is suggesting? No, I definitely... Do do what that cleaning expert said to do. Do you have that much time in the morning? No, the cleaning expert said don't do it. Mm. And so therefore I don't make my There bed. was a caveat to it though. Okay. Okay. So you're extreme. Uh, <laughs> I actually have the a cleaning lady real said. big issue with my bed at the moment. So I, as of this podcast, I have maybe two nights left in my current share house before I move to another one. Mm-hmm. Like I can't actually access half my bed. Which is an issue that I have because it's a, it's up against a wall, and then also uh, the bed structure is so precarious that I'm oh. worried to venture over to the far side. You of might my not bed. come back. <laughs> well, I'm every time I go over there, it creaks and it dips to the point where I go, or oh, probably probably not. Oh no, not today. Um, don't roll over. So I can't properly tuck or make my bed because mm. I'm worried I'll fall through, and I don't <laughs> want to have that noise so early in the morning for the rest of my housemates. <laughs> How considerate of you. I, I think so too. Um, Did they put the bed there though? So that's on them. 
That is, well, yeah, it's on the lady, the girl that runs the house, mm. the, her place. Emma, the runner of the house. I certainly yes. believe so. Mm. But it's also, there's not that much room. It's an awful bed. But mm. beggars can't be choosers. Uh-huh. But on Wednesday night, which is going to be the biggest night of the year for me. Yep. Boy, am I taking myself to bed. <laughs> uh, we're joined by... <laughs> <laughs> joined I just by wanted L- you to sit in that statement for a minute, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, joined by Lisa McCune today. Speaking yeah, she's others, lovely. She, she was just, so she, sweet, wasn't such she? Such a genuine vibe that comes off her. Mm, I warm. very much enjoy. Very warm, very wholesome. Uh, incredible story of how she's helping. Well, not she's helping, but she's narrating how others are helping. Um, much in the way that I'm a, a peddler of smut, she is a facilitator <laughs> of heartwarming stories on big miracles. <laughs> So we have that in, me and Lisa McCune have a lot in common in that regard. Both gold Logie winners. <laughs> she won a Logie, has she? The gold Logie. She the, won, oh, she won the Logie. gold Logie. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. one. She was the, the main more one. than once, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. multiple many. Mm. She's a, an Australian icon. Every yes. decade they should do a big pool, like they did with the Triple J's Hottest 100, mm. uh, where they did like a, did they do a decade? Am I imagining that? They did like a like Hottest 100 of the last 10 years, effectively. A hottest 100 the last 10 years. I think they, I think they might have done that at the end That's of the That's a cool concept. Not to talk too much about rival radio stations. That but would I would have been like in 2020, right? Yes. Or was it 2019? 20, oh, end of 2019 into 2020. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but I would like to see a Logie's done of effectively a decade or two of Australian TV, just to see how everyone sort of stacks up. That'd yeah. be cool. Although that might be weighted towards recent people. Yeah. It depends on how they get the data, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how, how do people win? The gold logo. Is it fan it's voted? Vote. Yeah. Because oh, well, remember, um, old mate um, that we spoke to last week. He, Tom Gleason. Tom Gleason. Thank you. He campaigned for Grant Enya. And it was a popularity thing in the end because his show was canned. Tom But he Gleason, still won the gold logo. Tom Gleason's also won one, hasn't he? Why am I I don't think that? he's won. He's presented. Which is them saying to him, it's like, <laughs> it's as good as Tom. You still nah. get to hold it. He's sort of like, screw the system though, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's definitely his vibe, 100%. Yeah. And there's a photo of him holding one, which is as good as having been awarded. Yeah, and your... having it on T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, unpopular food opinions. Mm. Matthew. Yeah, honestly, you're a, you're interesting. A, you're a glugger. A glugger. <laughs> Sorry. In my head, you knew exactly what my train of thought was. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, look, interesting calls. Um, and uh, one of them I very much agreed with. Mm. But yeah, you were talking about your dislike for custard and I said, sure, I will absolutely, if there is like a two litre thing of custard in the edge of the store after Christmas lunch, I'm a drink at all. Two litres is a lot of custard. I'm just picturing like the one litre milk things in the fridge aisle. Mm. Oh, yeah, two litres like... of custard. Well, it's delicious. Matt's, a, Matt's well prepared. <laughs> Matt's like an action hero that's about to storm in to take out the terrace at the end of the movie where <laughs> instead of having shotgun shells across that strip on his mm-hmm. chest, he's just got litre bottles of custard. <laughs> And he's always ready to go. Just a Love really it. crap Popeye. What do you think, what liquid do you think you could consume the most of the fastest? So if I gave you two litres of any liquid of Sparkling your choice. Water. No, what? That's Sparkling? Not... That's going to go against you. Just, Why? It's fighting back. It's, it's like spicy. It's like, oh no. Spicy? No, it's fun. It's delicious. It's you refreshing. can't it. No. Yes, you can. No, the the, the <laughs> thing is, we're saying, we don't disagree that you can try to do it. Like yeah. you'll be able to attempt it, but it's the carbonation would prevent you from doing it in any meaningful record breaking way. I'll try to scull it. I can't wait for this to come out <laughs> your nose immediately. 
It's just, it just doesn't end well. I've seen, I saw a video of a, a kid like attempting to scale like yeah. a LaCroix, which is a popular like uh, sparkling water, like was light flavoring. Mm-hmm. And he sat, he had like a burping, sneezing, hiccuping fit and then well, walking, walked into a garage door and concussed himself. Oh, okay. So just, I guess, wear Put a helmet. Put me in the padded room. Yeah, that yeah. works. No, we will be doing this today. So <laughs> clear your schedule. Is yours- um, I am dehydrated, so that so works. Would it be, <laughs> I don't think you're keeping all of it down, Jules. Are you, um, is, is custard yours? No, no, no. Not for like if they were doing for speed. Obviously, mm. you're, you're, you're what, gonna go. What's your speed? Your waters, maybe even a milk. I could, uh, I could, uh, yeah. gun some milk down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You'd want something with minimal viscosity. Yeah, very true. Mm. You don't want floaty bits. If you're going to get orange yeah. juice, don't want the pulp. No way. Yeah, just gonna, slow oh. you down. Oh, could you imagine? What's yours, Nick? Oh well, yeah, I feel like for speed, you you would go water. Oh, actually, That's you know, boring. You know what it would be? It would be. A, I would be able to do a Gatorade very quick. Uh, if it's a cold Gatorade on a hot mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. that's like if I get to choose my game conditions. Because mm. you're then, you're specific about the temperature it needs to be at. Yeah. Oh well, I, room temperature is despicable. <laughs> and when I and when I run for prime minister, which is <laughs> an article do on this show, the of it. It, you know, if liquids get served at room temperature, mm-hmm. and actually, I realised on the weekend where I got that opinion from. Uh, I went out to dinner on Saturday night with my parents. And we got given, you know, they put the water jug down. Mm. My dad immediately puts his fingers on the bottle like he's checking its pulse. Oh, you got it's it like, from him. It's like, oh, a bit tepid, isn't it? I'm like, oh, well, dad, no. it's like, it's like eight o'clock at night mm. and they've run a busy restaurant. They don't have time. Like they don't, they probably, they probably had cold water at the start. They have a fridge and they fill up those bottles. Yeah, but the, the fridge is it's full of like hard. other, you know, bottled drinks, I imagine. Right. Oh, God. okay. So you're, you're on the, you're, you're on my dad's side. Yes. You? Wow. Yes, I am. You'd be awful to go out to do I've been I've been told several times to return with cold water, cold tap water. Oh, you tell them. No, no. I've been on the other end. Oh, the person when you serving them water. So I thought you were pulling a Karen and saying, excuse no, me, no. honey, get some ice. Mm-hmm. Get some ice. Mm-hmm. Would you ever Karen and ask for ice? No. Yeah. That's good. That's I good I just to hear. assumed that it's chilled. You'll grow into it. <laughs> um, off the back of last week, just before we wrap up and actually head to the important stuff on the podcast here. Um... We did talk about how uh, we're going to vote people out like in Survivor. Mm, there's not many of us left. No, well, Chris uh, was voted out last week. Uh, I have taken it upon myself to... Hang on. Chris was voted out last week. Chris well, came in to vote you off. Well, I had played the immunity idol, which flipped it back on him. And oh, I is that how him, it works? So that's, and that's show. why he's not on today. Because that's, <laughs> and it's not because of the fact that we didn't plan. No, no, definitely not. Um, but... I think you've had a good show, Jules. Uh-huh. Um, Nick, I think you've had a good show. And, <laughs> talking to yourself now? Okay. Um, just looking over to Matt right now. Mm. You're fired. Fair enough. Who so wrote? We've, we've had <laughs> good luck with everything. <laughs> it's we, like, we, I want to go anyway. We got, we, we got the Don on. Yeah. No, and stuff. look, if I was going to get fired, uh, it's best that Donald Trump did it. <laughs> yep, that's how we want to go. Hey, enjoy the podcast. Bye. 13, 10, 60, and let us know, what is your controversial food opinion? I couldn't believe it. I was at a Mexican chain the other day. A guy walks in. He's offered guacamole, one of the most delicious things on a Mexican menu. Guac. Guac. Yes. And he said, nup, it tastes like cold plastic. That is a, an unfair comparison. I think mm. guac is one of the better things in life uh, that you can have. It's I mean, one of my favorite foods. I love avocado. I put it's it delightful. in the same group as uh, a beautiful sunset oh. or the, the tender touch of a loved one. Wow. That's how good guac is. <laughs> and if you think it tastes like cold plastic, you've got a, that's a bad opinion. But we want your opinions regardless. Yes. 131060, give us your controversial food opinions. Let's go to Brenda from Wangaratta. Brenda, what is your controversial food opinion? What is the food that, you know, uh, gets your goat? Truffles. 
truffles. Cannot do truffles. I am. I love food. I'm a foodie, sure. but truffles, no. They've got the it's smell just... to them, don't they? Oh, <laughs> I, I had just dinner on and two dishes had truffles in it and it was just like, oh, God, I just can't do these. I Great love it, Brenda. I love it. I love it on fries. I love it in a mushroom risotto. I oh, love it everywhere. How often are you coming up against truffles, Brenda? Because I'm just now thinking, as Jules says, I don't think I've ever had truffles. Well, I've had it probably about three times at yeah. different restaurants and you go, yeah, I can handle a bit of truffle oil on this. This risotto sounds really good. It's got mushrooms, truffle oil. Yeah, yeah. And then you get it and just go, oh, <laughs> oh no, it's like dirt. <laughs> it's like getting dirt. Wow. Can, can I ask a really dumb question? What What is a truffle? <laughs> is oh, it, it's, it's mushroomy? are incredibly expensive um Food that they dig out, they use pigs to actually get them out of the ground. Well, that's dig not them a great out of the sign. ground, and yeah. and they are ex- incredibly expensive. My uncle and, had um, a truffle farm. Did he really? Oh, true. <laughs> and true. he had a dog specifically to hunt a down the truffles too. in yes. them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh. And um, but yeah, they're they're incredibly expensive, and people just go, oh, I've got to have truffles on it. Oh, it's so decadent, mm. and I just go, no, no, it's horrible. Save your money, <laughs> says Brenda. Thank you so much for the call. That's it. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's Bye. a pretty good um, system that truffle farmers have got. Or anyone oh, yeah. that anyone that has, uh, like, because all these expensive foods also happen to be disgusting. So it's clearly the leftover foods. And they're like, no, actually, it's really sophisticated. We'll market this really well. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. One more call before we head to news and weather. Bianca from Heathkit, what is your controversial food opinion? I hate Nutella. Nutella? <laughs> okay. That yes. is controversial because for some reason... <laughs> I don't know if it's like an Instagram thing, but it is the food porn of the world. People love it because it's, it's oh, yeah. just it's everywhere. <laughs> what is it about Nutella that gets you the wrong way, Bianca? I don't know. Like my sister, she loves it. Um, she got me to try it one day when I was little and just something about the texture and the taste. I'm like, nah, not for me. No, thank you. Bianca, do you like chocolate in general? I do like chocolate. I love chocolate, but for some reason I hate Nutella. Oh, that's, that is, it's bizarre. Have you, so you said you tried it, you've uh, tried it because of your sister when you were little. How long would you say, Bianca, that it's been since you had it? Uh, maybe four or five years. Four or five years. Would, would you, you be willing to try it again? Yeah, would you ever consider it? Because it's in so many dessert things as well. Probably not. Oh, <laughs> no, you know, fair yeah, enough, huh? Bianca. You know, you've got your life on track. You don't need to waste time with foods you don't like. I un- I understand it. There's- and the thing is, Bianca, there's plenty of stuff out there that's good, isn't there? Yes, there's plenty more better out there. Oh, right. Well, that's enjoy it. your healthy lifestyle over there, Bianca. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Thank you. And from one Aussie legend to another, we are now joined on the line by Lisa McCune, one of Australia's most popular and successful screen and theatre actresses. She narrates an incredible heartfelt series that premieres tonight. It's Big Miracles premiering at 8.30pm on Channel 9 and 9 now. She joins us now. Yes, Lisa, I adore the concept. I've seen all the previews on telly. Now, for those that haven't seen it, can you tell us a little bit about the series? What's it all about? So I've come on as the narrator of the piece. Um, the show, I guess, feels a little, it's probably a little more in the documentary space than in reality television yeah. as such, but it's got the reality television tropes of couples and um, they're just not competing for a prize. Well, the prize, I guess, is is having a baby. And um, we meet couples along the way, and they come in all different, you know, shapes. There's, um, you know, we have uh, have a same-sex couple in there, and everybody's reasons or 
um, why they want to have a baby and the difficulties involved, they're all slightly different, but they've all got that one kind of goal, which is to have a family. And um, it's just, I, I find it such a glorious journey of hope and um, and about family. It's just really lovely. I mean, I don't think I've, I've, I've cried every single episode that I've watched. Mm, and yeah. it's just such a joyous um, show to for me to be part of very late in the game. And I mm. haven't met any couples or I'm not on screen as such. But, yeah, I've really enjoyed the journey. And uh, similarly to an audience as well, it's really, it's really warm. Well, you, you touch on Lisa there. You, you're narrating it. And, you know, you're hearing these stories and it is hard not to get so emotionally invested. Is it, is it difficult to learn about this and the struggles they're going through when there are so many people that they, they are fortunate they can conceive naturally? Is it, is it hard hearing these stories when you, you know, you're sort of sitting back as a bystander? Um, look, it is really fascinating. And I, I firstly have to say how courageous these people are sharing mm. very intimate, um, stories with us you know we really do get to be in their homes with them and you know they do pieces to camera where they talk about it and it's really difficult um i think the statistics that i've seen in the media pack are like one in six people struggle with pregnancy and uh we we have lots of doctors talking to camera about you know the difficulties and the different situations in each couple's scenario but they um but i think it's amazing the science is kind of pretty extraordinary actually i that that i that's what i'm really enjoying in this is is understanding it more and yeah finding out how science is stepping in and giving everybody this big miracle. I think what is really uh, touching for me Lisa is you know you touched on one in six Aussies are experiencing infertility i believe for women the stats are like one in three have a miscarriage and it just seems like something that's not spoken about until it's yeah. really shown to you and you actually do you feel like, do you understand the gravity of this show could start conversations and make f- people feel more connected amongst their friendships and other relationships? Oh, look, I hope so. You know, you know, we there's so much in our lives that we don't discuss and we all get to see the great side of people's lives on social media platforms. Um, but when it's as raw and as real as this, it is, it's lovely. I mean, parenthood, having a baby can be a really lonely time as well. I've, I've had three kids and been through a gamut of different emotions at different times with them. And, you know, that never stops as a parent, but I remember that desire of wanting to be a parent. And I know with my third child, there was a time when there was a little bit of a hiccup with the pregnancy and Mm. being faced with that moment of not seeing it through was really, was really hard. And, um, yeah, it is, it's, just lovely the reasons why this for the same sex couple but that's a beautiful story as well i was reading the media pack about the you know there's a sister's involvement there and a and a surrogate and you know people's desire to be parents is it's such a basic human desire i think it's also really important you touch on the same sex couple there that's angus and adam and they've got their surrogate there kate who's uh, going to be hopefully mm. carrying for them uh but last year lisa Two close friends of mine, they're a uh, same-sex couple, Beck and Emma, and they went. They did the IVF process, and they were so fo- they were telling me about it because they were very fortunate enough to fall pregnant the first time. Mm. Right. But, but they were so they were saying that you know we were expecting this to be such a, a, a drawn-out process because yeah. you know, but they 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 did get very lucky. So I think it's also incredibly important that they are highlighting all the diversity of couples that we see out there. We've got some older couples here on the show in their yeah. late 40s as well. So it's, it's really highlighting all walks of life wanting to start that family. 
Yeah, exactly. And then seeing also too the process involved with IVF. You know, I've always heard of IVF, but not having done it myself. You know, so there's there's so many different stages of it. And you know, we even see one couple, um, a high profile couple, couple who share their story that they're not quite ready to have a family, but they're very aware that she's in her early 30s and mm. they want save and have it and have the eggs now because they know that the quality of her eggs going forward um, is it's really valuable to have them now so and just seeing the gorgeous medical staff around these people and how how they so beautifully care for these couples as they as they navigate IVF and the disappointments and sometimes the phone calls you know when the pregnancy test is a negative we are very excited big miracles you can catch that on your screens that premieres tonight, 8.30 p.m. on Channel 9. You can catch it on 9 now as well if you want to stream that one. Big Miracles, emotional, groundbreaking new series. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're excited to catch it tonight. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Over the weekend, Jules, my parents came to visit. Oh, lovely. Nice. I hadn't seen them for a little while. And we've been out for dinner on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, pretty busy. We, got, we had a reservation at like a Mexican place. It was 7.30 it was a very busy, yeah, very peak busy, hour. Exactly. Saturday mm-hmm. night, that's to be expected. And then my dad uh, did what I think is very classic dad behavior. It's very middle-aged white man behavior. When <laughs> service isn't immediate, is oh. when it, it isn't happening right this second. If I'm not being served the second I sit down, uh, it does this really comical thing where it's like pulls the seat back and does this really cartoonish like looking around. Just like trying to like wave people down, trying to like oh, get just it's full head checks. Oh, massive! Oh, it's 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 quite obnoxious. I called him out for it on the night. I said, "Dad, I have to live here." Dad, you're embarrassing me. Pretty much, I said, "Dad, do you, like calm down for just a split second. It's busy. Uh, it was a very busy night. Mm-hmm. It was a very busy night. It was hard to get service. I understand that. I've worked in restaurants. I get it. You get being on the other side. You know you how annoying people like your dad is. One hundred percent. Here for you though is a solution to that problem. A life hack that I have used many times. I used it to keep my dad happy <laughs> on Saturday night. Yeah. If you are not getting served at a restaurant, mm. this is what you do to guarantee you get served. Oh, you've got the inside scoop. And you have to pretend. I got to say, you got to be a bit sheepish about this. You have to be a little bit coy, and okay. you have to see. You have to. It requires a bit of acting on your behalf. Okay. Because it was very clearly yeah, the waitress or the waiter comes to your table and goes, what would you like to drink? What would you like to order? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, very clear that situation. But what I do is I go up to the the bar staff or the person at the counter you know, as they're doing their thing. And I go, sorry, 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 don't mean to be rude. Um, just a quick question. Is it table service or do I come up here to order? Yeah. And then they go, oh, it's it's table service. Oh, if you be, and then they go, oh, he's been waiting for a little bit. We'll get someone right over. And then the wait, then the waitress on Saturday night followed me back to the table, ordered, dad was calmed down. Much like Genius. a toddler who'd been throwing a tantrum. We gave him a lolly and he, you know, he, he shut up. We got him, a, we got him a drink. We got him You're some food. Genius. So you act dumb. And then they oh, immediately yeah. go, oh, this poor thing, as opposed to this impatient person exactly. who's been whining. And it, it, it all comes, it comes down to the acting. Mm. The Grammys are on today, but my performance deser- is deserving of an Oscar. <laughs> Because you have to, you absolutely have to, Jules, come across as sincere and you have to be like embarrassed. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm, I hate to break it to you, Nick, because you've yeah. missed the Oscar season. It's, it's never too late to get in for the next <laughs> one. <laughs> it was, uh, let me tell you, it was flawless. And uh, as soon as, after I pulled that move on Saturday, mm. orders came out quickly. Life hack. Food delivered quickly. We were waited on hand and foot. 
which is considered unhygienic in a restaurant space, but <laughs> regardless. Nick, you've probably heard it from people before, successful people, annoying people, that there's certain things that they do every day that sets mm. them up for success. Yeah, little habits that's like, oh, I, be- I became a billionaire because, you know, I don't brush my teeth. Yes. All the time that you save. <laughs> brush right. Brush your teeth, people. The one that always gets me is successful people make their bed first thing in the morning. Hmm. I make my bed in the morning, mm. but... Look I'm at so, you go. Well, Setting oh, yourself up for success, working I'm in radio. having a quick look at my life so far, and I don't know if it's... <laughs> I wouldn't quite say it's been the secret to any form of success. Mm, well, I took that statement and I thought, all right, well, that's not me, but something got me over the weekend, and hold on to your hats for this, because a cleaning expert has said, making your bed first thing in the morning, it's just not true. You don't need to do this to be successful. In fact, the opposite is true. We should not be making our beds first thing in the morning. Cleaning expert. A cleaning expert. So if name? anyone knows beds, Mrs. D from Mrs. D's cleaning services. That... <laughs> it's highly rated. Sorry. is it... <laughs> What's the cleaning got... expert? Of course they know. So, you know, uh... the headline got me and the, this article has clearly blown up over the weekend, obviously rolling into a Monday. People are going, what do I need to set myself up for the day or whatever? And, there was a headline, cleaning expert has warned against making your bed every day. Another They've one. Warned against it. Warned against. Yeah. Oh terrible God. thing. Uh, the disgusting reason why you should never make your bed in the morning. So my whole life I've been told I need to do this thing, mm. but now it's bad for me. Why is it disgusting? Sorry. They say there's this disgusting reason. Why on earth could it be possibly disgusting? I'm so glad you asked, Nick. Turns out we are trapping damp air. And we are encouraging dust mites and bed bugs to breed in our sheets. Sure, she may have gone on in the articles to say that you should maybe like wait an hour and let the bed breathe and then redo the bed. Who's got time to go visit there? I leave the house within 10 minutes of waking up in the morning because that's how our schedules work. Exactly right. Imagine going back mid-show to fix up your bed. So sure, there was, yeah, a little bit of a caveat as I scrolled towards the end of all these clickbaity articles, but... It would be such a bizarre cleaning business to run, to be like, okay, the best thing for you is just to leave this a mess. We'll clean your toilet. We'll clean your bathroom. But the bed looks impeccable unmade. I don't disagree with the fact that, you know, there's probably some gross stuff in the the bed that I'm on at the moment. I'm in a share house. Mm -hmm. The the mattress was there when I got there. It's got holes. It's stained. I feel like I can feel the bugs moving around when I sleep. Yeah, right. So that's not a making the bed problem. No, I think that's just a... This isn't saving time. This is going to. Uh, this, this is actually going to keep me up at night. I'm not going to get any sleep oh, off no. the back of this. Yes. So <laughs> apparently, there was a an opinion I made that shocked you. Well, this was very strange. We were doing a bit of. Uh, once we do finish the show and we're recording bits for the podcast, we do some exclusive stuff and there's some chats there that you don't hear on air. And you dropped this. I don't know how the hierarchy quite works, but the person that has the lollipops on to wave the traffic through, that feels like the lowest rung to me. No, they're the alpha. Oh, okay. You really have a, an interesting angle on that. Have, have you, you um... not thought that they control the flow of traffic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, producer Matt jumping on mic with us now as he does for the podcast. Jules revealing that the, the she believes the head of the work site <laughs> to be the lollipop person. It's a, look, I would say it's a bit of a reach, not to distract, detract from the, you know, the skills obviously involved with twirling a sign, but I feel like uh, other uh, trainees might have more training. Well, I couldn't agree more. And this is, by the way, coming from 
the three of us with oh, no the softest hands around exactly. over here. I had a callus once, and <laughs> boy, that was a that was a rough day. I stand by that because the lollipop person, the lady or the man, they've yeah. got a very important role. You know, things fall to absolute shambles if they are not at the helm, if they're not on their game. See, I would disagree, and I, again, I don't know, and that's why we have to urge thirteen ten sixty if you do work as a tradie to give us a call because. Jules reckons the lollipop person is effectively the the head honcho of the site. I mm. think that couldn't be further from the truth. I think they are directly at the bottom. I think they're the little they're the little bottom feeders of the work site. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just, and that's not to say that's a bad thing. They are in, oh, they, they are important. No, bottom feeders is obviously a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it's a, it's the ecosystem of the work site. Right. Yes. I think we've got I would imagine at the top of the hierarchy, mm-hmm. we've got I think probably concreters. Yep. Because I think if you don't have a good Foundation, you yes. can't build anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe carpenters. Carpenters, and I think that, and I don't know if that's because Jesus was a carpenter and he <laughs> uh-huh. was obviously yep. hierarchy-wise, he was obviously quite up there himself. Can we throw mechanics in the realm there? Well, do they work on a job? I don't. This is how little we know about working on the job site. Does a mechanic work when they're building stuff? Well, it's a trade, right? And we're talking trades. Well, yeah, I guess if you, you know, depending on the the work site itself, maybe oh, it's uh, you know road construction work yep. site. Okay. Mechanics would not be up there. That seems very difficult. I look in the under the hood of my car and I go, "What the f is going on?" I don't on know here? what to do here. Okay, well, let's hear from any trade to to figure out this food chain. Who makes the top of the hierarchy? Maybe. You've got a partner who's always complaining to you at the end of the day that so-and-so doesn't do their job right, and I'm actually the one who is the glue of the whole place together. Yeah, I see so many like jokes and people talking about like how sparkies are really down there, which I, I don't understand. No one's calling us right now, which it must mean that the tradies are probably doing actual work. I all. We just got it perfectly correct. <laughs> I think we hit the nail on the head. Ask uh, zero experience. Potentially talking to no one or potentially talking to some really enraged tradies <laughs> on the other side of this. Uh, let's go to Curtis from Wodonga. Curtis, are we pretty bang on with our hierarchy we've just pitched there? Oh, you're pretty well on the money. I reckon Sparky's are definitely the bottom feeders. Yeah, right. why wow. is that though? Because I would have thought electrics was integral to how stuff gets put together. Oh, no, they're just painful and they're all weird. <laughs> what makes I'm them so sure. weird, Curtis? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just like part of the job description, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure they learn in their second year not to clean up after themselves. No, oh, they're lazy, are they? Well, okay, what makes the top of the food chain for yeah, you? Yeah, what's up there? Oh, fitters, for sure. Curtis, what do you do for a trade, by the way? I'm a fitter. Yeah, there we go. A diesel fitter? A mechanic nah. fitter? No. Mechanical fitter. Mechanical fitter. And for those that, um, you know, have soft hands like Nick and I, yeah. what do they do? Yeah, what are you actually doing? Because you're obviously, you're at work now, I would imagine, Curtis. No, I'm just not soft. I'm on my way home. Jesus. All right. So you've actually done some hard work. Wow. What, what, does, what does a mechanical fitter do, Curtis? Uh, fixes breakdowns and machines and things yeah. like that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Probably mm. tr- simplify it as best you can for us. Uh, Curtis, just quickly, because if you're at the top, can you tell us sort of, if you're the king, who's the queen and the people right underneath you? If you had to give us a second and third. Oh, I don't think that, I think we're just the top and that's it. And <laughs> then there's a big gap between you and then you've got some sparkies. We were talking about the lollipop people. Whereabouts would they sit in the mix, do you think? Oh, they'd be above sparkies for sure. Above wow. Sparkies. Well, we have uh, managed to piss off all the Sparky uh, Sparkies pol- currently. Apologies to all our Sparkies, <laughs> but shout out to our fitters. Curtis, thank you so much for the call, mate. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks, mate. See ya. Jules, as we rock in of a Monday morning, we check the news. Mm-hmm. We look at what's going on in the world. Important. Making sure we're keeping up to date with what's been happening. Right now, Jules, I have uh, a really a, a concerning couple of stories to present to you. We don't like concerning. And I like to head it up by saying, what does the English soccer team 
Manchester United, and a growing increase in a specific sex act have in common. This isn't a bad joke. This isn't a setup to a really strange joke. <laughs> a lot of balls. A lot of, that's possibly very true. That's really well done. That's you know you deserve something for that. Hang on, have I got? It? Yeah, that was good. Round of applause. Yeah, that's not what it is though, Jules. What's oh. happened? Over the weekend, uh, fans of soccer might know that Manchester United played against Crystal Palace, whatever, just a regular game. Yep. Manchester United won 2-1. Great news. One of the Manchester United players, a man by the name of Casemiro, he's a defensive midfielder. Good for him. He was given a red card. Oh. He was sent off for doing something naughty, naughty. You can't do that. What did he do? Well, he did what is apparently, according to leading sexologists in the field, uh, is an increasing is an increasing sex act. Um, supposedly, there's a huge increase on. <laughs> if you've got kids in the car, maybe block there is. Ah, maybe you just you know tell them to hop out the side door for a second. Supposedly, Jules, there's an increase in the uh, amount of people doing it, and it's becoming mainstream. The amount of people who are choking each other during. A passionate love. Oh one. yes, some people prefer that. Mm-hmm. Some people enjoy it, mm-hmm. each to their own. Anyway, Casemiro, on me, uh, you know, I realized this over the week, and Casemiro, he got sent off for choking a guy on the other team. Oh god! They, they got into a bit of a scuffle. They slowed down the footage, and then here's footage of this guy Casemiro choking out another player on the opposition Jeez. team. And I thought, geez, this is really. Choking is getting out of hand. Yes. That's right? very foul play. It's, I understand the red card. It's not just in the bedroom. It's no. made its it's made its way into the soccer pitch. Jeez. And he was given a I mean, we don't want to kink shame on the show, of no, course. Because everyone's everyone's got their things, everyone's got whatever they want to. But I mean, Casemiro. Mm-mm. I mean Mate. Do you have a safe word? Yes. You have yeah. to have a safe word. Obviously it has to be red card, right? Yeah, oh definitely. The referees will be all over that. <laughs> on Friday afternoon, Nick, I was subjected to a piece of technology that just ruined my afternoon. You were subjected. Subjected to it. Sounds it. like you were tortured. It sounds like that scene in James Bond where he gets, you know, strapped to the metal desk and then they get him with the laser. It's that painful. Nick, I received a voicemail. Oh my god. <laughs> that's ever... how they I haven't seen the newest James Bond. I haven't seen Skyfall yet, but I imagine that that's one of the things that they try and torture him with. I don't understand why some people send voicemails at all. Like mm. if it's a bit short, a little bit mysterious, I go, okay, maybe I'll call this person back. But on Friday afternoon, I completely forgot about an appointment. Yeah. And the person that was supposed to call me sent me the world's longest voicemail. Hi, Julia. It's from the A. Um, I've just been trying to contact you in regards to the teleconference. A few moments later. You both have been liaising with each other in relation to the file open until Tuesday. This is great banter. It really is. Can't reach me. Just leave me a voice message and I'll try to get back to you. Um, all right. Thanks, Julia. Have a good day. Bye. I should say I edited that down significantly. <laughs> it was like it a three-minute voicemail. Verging on four. And truly, no, I got. I mean, having listened to that back, Jules, no portion of that, none of that information was vital to anything. Well, to the point where I didn't need to call the person back and rearrange this appointment that I missed because she gave me all the information. I didn't realise my voicemail could record for that long. Who is leaving voicemail messages in the year 2023? I know. There's technology now where your phone can just send you the audio file as a text. My voicemail is literally set up to say, I don't check this. Please send me a text. Well, that's a good move. Yeah. Try and send people the right way. I, 
I'm, I mean, very much hate the voicemail. No one's checking them. Mm-hmm. And then whenever, like, whenever I accidentally check them, because sometimes if you press like the wrong number combination, it sends you to your voicemail box. It'll be like voicemail from 2016. Yes, yeah, so you got to have 30 Tuesday. seconds to even access that file. It's just ridiculous. But I'm glad everything's resolved. And I haven't actually called the person. Oh, back. it's actually you didn't. You haven't had to speak to her again. No, she's literally given me all the information that I needed in that voicemail. Nick and Jules. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.